Hello, everyone, and welcome to True North Disney, a podcast about everything Disney, from fun facts, history, and our experiences as former Disney Parks cast members. We are your hosts. Your ghosts hosts. No, I'm just Adam. I'm Janice. I'm Megan. And I'm Abby. Let's get started. So for today's podcast, we were all talking before this and we were reminiscing about some of our old program memories and we thought that would make a great topic of discussion for today. So uh, we're going to start off and start talking about some of our favorite memories that we have from our programs. Uh, I don't know. Does anyone, does anyone want to start? <laughs> no? I'll start. Oh, oh, Abby, Abby, do you want to start? No. Oh, hey, no worries. I haven't figured out. Just, I'm always like, <laughs> I'm always that kid in class when there's a silence. I'm like, I'll break the silence and be really loud. Eager so, beaver. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Adam. I've never been that before. <laughs> but yeah, sure. Um, I think kind of one of the ones that like always pops into my head was just like those first memories of doing like traditions and once upon a time is now and trying to kind of getting those first experiences as like I am a cast member. I work for Disney. I get to go behind the cast member only door and just kind of some of the magical things that happen with that. Like our job was to kind of help get, uh, I, when I was in custodial was to help clean up after the three o'clock parade. And so my friend who did the program with me, Steph and I were standing there and they're like, well, you know, nothing's happening right now before the parade. So why don't we just, why don't you take like a quick 15 and like all the other trainees went to go like sit in a break room and like we're standing there going, we get to watch everyone get ready for the parade and see the magic of a three o'clock parade going into motion. And just both of us standing there going, I can't believe like we're being paid to do this. Uh, and it was just such a wonderful experience to just be like part of building that magic, which was a lot of fun. And then we also got to use those giant, like the inflatable vacuums where you got to like have the lawnmower start and drive it down Main Street to clean up all the confetti. That was a very fun moment. Oh my God, that would be so much fun. They were great. They were great. Who'd like to go next? I mean, I have a couple, but I'll start with one. Uh, a memory that really stuck out to me. It wasn't quite working at Disney, but it was just one of the things that we got to do outside of Disney, which was us doing our first Disney run. Uh, Megan and I had been training for this training, AKA trying to run around the boardwalk a few times. Um, and then going to gel or uh, going to beaches and cream after for dessert. But yeah, our first time running the marathon, I don't remember where and who saw it, but we came to the realization that, oh my gosh, we have to do a thing where we have to carve up the night before the marathon. Actually, it's a week before the marathon, not the night before, but anyways. So we went to the Olive Garden and we ordered like five dishes of like pasta. We had many, many bread rolls. And um, yeah, we I think we were there till about what, eight o'clock, eight or nine o'clock went to bed and had to be we had to wake up at 2 a.m drive to animal Ki wait where no was it animal kingdom yeah it was yeah. animal kingdom and the race didn't start i think till six but we had to be there at like 3 a.m and it was the most earliest i think i've ever had to get up for something like that i put my shoe on the wrong foot it was a very early morning and um i just remember halfway through i didn't think i was gonna make it because it was so exhausted but we just kept on pushing and seeing everybody in their costumes it was so much fun to see that and um i remember at one point where we were running behind the dalmatians and cruella de vil i thought that was really cute and then after we finished 
we went to the wave for breakfast which i think was amazing it's a memory that really stood out for me i thought it was a lot of fun i do i I remember that quite fondly so that (laughs) brings us nice memories for me too adam would you like to go next yeah so my program memory is kind of a unique one uh i guess it's kind of opinionated whether you think it'd be a good one or a bad one um for me so I, th- I believe it was we were on our way back from traditions on our I think it was our first or second day. So I had only been in Florida at that point for about two and a half days or three days at that point. And I think we can all recall uh, the Superior Bus Line Transtar and uh, the, the <laughs> wondrous the wondrous experiences we've all had on that that bus line. Oh, those buses! I yeah. miss those buses so much. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I, but I do. I had a specifically unique experience on that and it was actually on our way back from traditions and we were you know the roundabout that's just beside <gasps> Mickey's retreat so I, think I remember hearing this <laughs> So on that roundabout let me just point out we're all in like dress clothes like dress shirt tie whatever I was with a couple of my roommates and we're probably there's probably a total of about eight people on this bus it wasn't there wasn't a lot of people and you go around there we're going around the roundabout and all of a sudden we just keep going around and completely missed the road and we jump the island with all the garden and plants in the middle splitting the street and end up literally driving through Mickey's retreat through the fence and hit a tree and this is don't get <laughs> yeah I'm, and this, is, this is no word of a lie this is completely true uh, and this is literally my first experience being a Disney Casper. I haven't even, I haven't done a day on the job yet. Like I have not got, I, at this point, my, my role was the lifeguard at Blizzard Beach. I haven't even stepped foot at Blizzard Beach yet. <laughs> this is just coming back to the dorms <laughs> on our way back from traditions. And so we hit this tree, we hit the fence, drive right through it, destroy, I don't know how many bushes and plants on the way. And me and my roommates, like, we, we were like, it was, you know, a bus is pretty sturdy, so you're not gonna, you know, go flying around a bus by any means. But we just, we had no idea what to do. And we're like, okay, like, we should probably get off this bus because we have no idea. And the bus driver, and I'm not even kidding, as we witnessed our, <laughs> our own vehicle continuing to go around the roundabout, our bus driver literally was not in his seat. Like, he was standing <laughs> up like holding the wheel again this is this is the trans star experience this has nothing to do with disney this is just trans star on their own and this is so many so many cast members can probably relate to this story because i am so (laughs) gobsmacked by this i just what 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 are you actually really i didn't hear not surprising (laughs) i mean no 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 not at all but at the same time just just what what crazy things got allowed to happen when we were like living away from home yeah i remember that day so vividly because i was actually i was leaving work because i was actually going to come pick janice up from the train station because she was coming in to visit me and adam had literally just called me like and i was just about to leave work and he's going hey so uh you weren't kidding about what because i had told him all the stories about trans stars like uh you know like buses catching on fire and i'm sure you guys remember those ones <laughs> oh i have a story about that actually oh gosh we can literally have an entire podcast on trans stars. <laughs> 
But I, I remember him calling me, he's like, wow, like you really weren't kidding about Trendstar. And I was like, why? Well, like, what's going on? And he just goes, well, we just got in a bus accident. We are, we drove through a fence and I was like, what? I was freaking out and I was at work and my manager's like popping up over top of my desk being like, is everything okay? And then I told Janice when I went and picked her up and Janice is like dying laughing. She's like, I really hope he's okay, but I'm so not surprised. Probably, probably one of the funniest parts about it though is after the bus had, you know, made impact <laughs> through a fence. All, like, I, I, I'm assuming it was pretty loud because obviously, you know, what wouldn't be loud about a bus going through a fence? <laughs> um, so all the life, there was like five or six lifeguards that were at Mickey's retreat at the time. Like Disney cast members literally came running out to like see the bus literally crashing through. And they're like, oh my God, like, is everyone okay? Cause like, you know, they all have like, you know, we all had like CPR training and everything like that at that point. So they were like, oh, you know, like, is everyone good? And and so we get off and the bus driver, but he was, you know, he was, he was really good. He was making sure we were okay. But like, there was one or two of the cast members that were like, you know, pretty upset. And they were just kind of going, why were you not in your seat? <laughs> like, why were you standing up when the bus went through? This makes me really grateful I had my car. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. 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 After the driver was kind of dodging questions, at least I found, especially to the fact that he wasn't sitting down. And after that, so like obviously we we had to do a ton of paperwork. So like me and all my roommate or the roommates that were with me, we ended up having to go to Commons as well as Patterson and actually like have a, a written report. So we had to write down what we saw, write down what we, what happened to us, you know, whatever. And then on top of that, we had to talk to, I, I believe it was like the director of transportation for Disney. So he was like in charge of like, basically the, the key communicator between like Disney cast members and Transstar. And like, he sat down with us for like an hour and we literally sat in a meeting room and he was just like, hey, like, tell me what happened. Like, are you guys okay? And like a couple weeks later, we actually ended up getting a call or a visit from the same uh, guy just being like, hey, like just wanted to check in to make sure like there wasn't anything that came up in the last little while that we're just like, no, we're, we're all good. Needless <laughs> to say, Transstar no longer is the transportation. Yeah, that's uh, kind of the funny part too. <laughs> for Disney anymore. Aww. Can't imagine why. <laughs> Janice, what was your story going to be? To go on the whole, um, our bus is catching fire. It was when I was doing my service training, but I had to do my makeup day, which so in between your training, like your serving assessments, you get an extra day of training. So for my training, I had to work a mid, which is like a pretty long day for when you're training. And I was on my way to work and my bus just decided to catch on fire. And we had to pull over and our bus was just like flaming from the end, like the engine and the battery and that were all like up in flames. And I'm like, well, I'm screwed because Should this was my training shift. <laughs> yeah, oh, we were off the bus. Like we had to get <laughs> off the bus. And I'm like calling work and I'm like, I, I didn't even call the, like, you're supposed to call a certain line. Like I called directly to work and um, one of our managers, he answered and I was like, so I'm going to be really late for my training shift. And she's like, why? And I'm like, our bus is on fire. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she knew. Safe, <laughs> safety like, okay. begins with me. <laughs> safety did not begin with Transtar. <laughs> Uh, so basically I was like almost two hours late for my shift. So many poor CPs who were late to work because of those buses yeah. for one reason or another. <laughs> 
The part that's crazy to me though, is that no matter what manager you talk to, they all knew. So if you were late and you were like trans star, they were like, oh yeah, okay, fine. Just go (laughs) fucking like they, oh my God, I can't, I still can't get over, over that. Just want to add like a little mini point here. Does it, I'm sure all of you have experienced uh, when there's a nice little downpour in a Transtar bus and the bus just decides to <laughs> flood and there's just like water yeah, dripping no. on you from all angles and you're just like trying to like dodge it so your uniform's not soaked before you even get to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those are good times. Well, mm, Megan, we stuff. haven't gotten to your story. Yes, yes. Oh man, I want to keep talking about Transtar now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a Transtar story? <laughs> uh, the only one I could really, well, I mean, I have definitely seen many a buses aflame. Um, I've seen quite a few actually. Two stories pop out in my mind. One is I was going, no, I was on my way home from work. And I don't know why, just if I had the opportunity to get on the bus first, I wanted the very back of the bus. Um, right at like that very back row. So you could lay down. I mean, pretty much. Like, because sometimes you could put your, yeah, you could put your feet up along the, like the edge of the other, like the other seats and stuff. Um, So I decided to go and sit down and I was, it was, it was actually in January. So I was kind of chilly. It was, you know, a little bit of the, the the Florida winter, winter breeze. Ooh, (laughs) like compared to Canadians. I mean, it's nothing, but still cold. But I just about burnt my bum. It was so like it was like it felt like under the seat was on fire. Uh, so I I ended up. I was up gonna having, say those those back seats hot. are really warm. They're really hot. So um, I ended up standing up <laughs> for like pretty much the entire way home because I was I couldn't sit down and no one else could either. Um, and then the other one was I was waiting at Vista, uh, one of the other complexes that uh, we could have lived in, and uh, a bus comes flying in and actually crashed into the one in front of it. Like literally, I was standing there watching this bus just drive into the fence and the guy just didn't slow down in time. I don't know if he thought that the bus in front of him was moving or something, but didn't slow down enough and literally like bumped the, the bus in front of him. And yeah, so that's... Maybe that was Adam's bus driver. <laughs> Probably. But on uh, on a on a nice note, um, I think I might, I'll, uh, I'll switch over instead of Disney Transtar for the rest of the night. <laughs> I think uh, one that kind of sticks out in my mind, um, just from the, I guess the type of things that really made Disney a special employer to work for is the things that they did for their cast members. And one of the biggest things that I remember, and I think Janice will remember this as well, was our Canada Day celebration. Um, so I know I, all, all of us can relate to this every Canada Day, which for um, you know, for certain listeners that don't know what Canada Day is, it's like our July 4th Independence Day, but it's actually on July 1st. It is a real holiday, contrary to popular belief. I did have people actually question that a few times. It is a real holiday. I had American friends who on those days would just look at me and say, Happy Canada, uh, America Junior Day. Oh yeah, I got oh that. God. I got that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Or Happy America's Hat Day. I got that a couple times. Well, my response was, I'm like, just wait three days later. And then I'd be like, Happy Canada Senior Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> neener, neener. But yeah, so like all of us, I know on our programs, almost everybody, if you had the day off or at some point during the day, you you were making the trip to Epcot. You were going to the, yeah, poor Adam. <laughs> Both contracts I had to work. Love it. So, 
Sorry. Continue. Yeah, Adam, Adam was actually <laughs> saying that he, anytime that he went to the Canadian Pavilion, he'd be like, oh, Canada, I miss home. And that was like his Canada version of Canada Day when he was working. But uh, yeah, so anyway, we'd all go to Epcot, go to the Canadian Pavilion. Um, if we had the opportunity to somehow get a reservation at La Salier, we'd go in and, you know, get some get some poutine or something um and then we go watch the o canada circle vision show and we'd all cry because we were missing home um but the year that i did uh well and i should say janice and i did our year-long contract uh as cultural representatives the pavilion actually put on a little canada day celebration for us backstage so they had like a little buffet and they made some food for us and had some snacks, like the, some Mickey bars. Um, but Disney put it on for us as like a kind of a celebration to say, hey, you know what? We know that you're away from home. It's a, a big day for your country. Like, you know, we want to celebrate um, and help you guys celebrate. And so a bunch of the cast members that weren't working, we all came uh, dressed up in red and white and we were all like talking and you know reminiscing about home and it was just it was a really really nice thing to feel like you had some family while you're you know while you're away from home so i really liked mm -hmm. it that was, that was yeah, a nice that was, memory for me that was all that was a really fun day also they gave us they gave us the um the disney pins that were like the canadian flag so it, they gave us like free pins and i was like wow this is great <laughs> I was there when they had, they gave away the 150th anniversary for Canada. Oh, the buttons. The buttons. Yeah. The buttons. Yeah, they were, it was cool. Those are cool. Uh, all right. Well, I think, um, let's start back. Abby, you were our first one. So let's, let's rotate back to you. Let's hear another memory from you. So one of my fondest memories, I would have to say with working at Disney was in my first program in 2011. Um, part of being in custodial, uh, custodial East was that we would, if you were working in Fantasyland that night, you had to be part of the water pushing team, uh, which was basically because of how the fireworks work, they, um, they, they go off beside the castle that uh, they flood the tops of the buildings just to make sure any kind of fallout from the fireworks don't cause any kind of damage or issues. But the problem is when you put that much water on top of the building, it has to go somewhere. So all of it would drain onto the main floor that people were walking around and Disney making sure people are safe. They don't want them like tripping over massive puddles or accidentally slipping and falling because it's only in the one area. So part of our job used to be every custodian in Fantasyland after the fireworks would have to go push water from wherever it kind of pooled to a drain to make sure that the ground was actually dry and safe to walk on. And it was like... As college program kids, that was our favorite thing to do. Like we would just specifically ask if we could work in Fantasyland, so that way we could do this together. Because it was just this moment of like, we'd stand and watch the fireworks. We'd go run backstage, grab our squeegees, and then come back out. And our managers would come work with us, and like it'd, it'd be this full team effort. And like the managers would help coordinate us. And there was this one night. It had been a really long shift. Like I think I had got I had gotten called in early, so I was there from one or one thirty in the afternoon, and I was working until one fifteen in the morning. So about this point, this was hour eight or nine into the shift, so <laughs> getting a little silly. And uh, our one manager, I will never forget her, her name was Beth, um, loved her with my heart and soul. She got us all coordinated to basically make uh, the shape of a V in order to push the water and try to make it as efficient as possible. Just push the water at one time. And me being the crazy person that I am was like, are we making a flying V? And going, we're going to have our Mighty Ducks moment. And someone who's never been involved in sports in any way, shape or form was like, 
this is my moment. And so, but the greatest thing is that it wasn't just me, all of a sudden, all of us, we just started doing the, the flying bee quack as we pushed the water. And then it kind of evolved into this thing every night where we'd have our flying bee moment or then uh, our manager would help us and we'd line up in a row as we were going from puddle to puddle and we would sing hi ho, hi ho is off to work we go as we would go from each puddle and it'd just be this giant line of custodial teams following their manager as we're traipsing through all of Fantasyland pushing this water and it's just like it's been 10 years and it is still some of my favorite favorite memories or uh yeah just pushing that water was amazing all right I think next up is Janice Janice do you want to go next so on our contracts we sometimes get to see characters backstage which is always my favorite thing ever because they are so interactive with us usually. And I think more so because we are cast members. So we have that, we, we get really good at knowing how to talk to them and interact with them. So I kind of have like two favorite memories from that, which the first one, uh, I super fangirled. And as I was going to lunch, it was in April and they had like a special event or something. And Adam, you'll appreciate this. Uh, Hercules was like right in front of me. And I was like, oh my God, that's Hercules. Oh my God, it's Hercules. And like, he was like all buff. And like, I was like, oh my God, it's Hercules. And I'm like following him just like in like gaga-ing over him. And he like gets up to the break trailer to like make a left to go up into the the character break room. And he must've had a feeling like someone was watching him because he full out just turned around and looked at me and I'm full out just like, hoo, 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 and I'm like running up the <laughs> stairs to my, to our side of the break room, just felt like such an idiot. <laughs> That would like I was gonna say I don't I don't think I've ever even seen Hercules in a yeah, park. He's, so like I was gonna say that's like gotta be crazy rare. This was like one of the only times he came out. And then a second time I was I had to get napkins from the break room. And on my way back, I'm like pushing it along the side of the building. Right when I get to the corner, a couple characters come along and I'm like oh God, I have to get out of their way. How am I going to get out of their way? Oh God, I have this cart. Like I can't go into the dirt. Like I'm going to knock the cart over. And all of a sudden, all the characters like kind of like stepped aside and they were like kind of like talking to each other, like stop, like signaling, like don't, don't move. And they, they started motioning like, come on, like you can go ahead. And I'm like, okay. And they start waving at me as I'm walking by and I'm having my own like mini Janice Disney parade where the characters are like standing watching me and waving to me and I'm like oh my god this is amazing and then at the very end Mickey Mouse is at the end and like he's like walking down the sidewalk and then he sees me and he like steps to the side and he does like his little like hand gesture kind of thing and it was I, I almost started crying <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite moment I think on the entire Disney program <laughs> all right Adam your turn um I think uh Probably one that sticks out for me is uh, on my second contract during my training for um, People Mover and Astro Orbiter. Uh, it's about, I think it was about a week long normally is like kind of your on-site training. And uh, then you have like your evaluation and all that. I think it was uh, either the second last day or the last day of my training. My trainer thought I was kind of ready and just good on my evaluation side. So uh, we had like a literally a whole half a day of uh, training left. So uh, he had worked, my trainer at the time had actually like worked on pretty much, I think every single attraction in Tomorrowland. So he ended up, you know, he kind of knows some of the secret passageways and going under and above and backstage. So we actually, uh, 
at the time, Stitch, uh, the Stitch's Great Escape was still closed and it was only opening on like, you know, seasonal stuff and like, you know, big holidays where the parks were like really, really busy. So we, uh, we ended up actually going like literally under the attraction and got to see where Stitch comes out, um, except it was under. So like it's, but here's the thing, terrifying by the way, because like so scary because like on the attraction when he comes out like he's like far away from you and like you know he moves a little bit or whatever so when you're going under like the room's very dark it's almost like an electrical room so you're kind of going and then like all of a sudden like he's just like right in front of you and like he's like literally pitch black and there's just a light on his face and he's literally just like open mouth <gasps> jaws open and that's like terrifying I i hated that that animatronic yeah. so badly because when i when i was there in custodial the stitches great estate was still running full time and at the end of the night they would take that animatronic and shoot him up to the top onto the stage but he wouldn't be moving and they'd have all the doors open so i'd be going and that was where uh, the custodial break room was so i'd be going to clock out at the end of the night and there's just stitch just not moving in all of his like <laughs> creepy glory. Yeah. And I, it was my very first night of like after training and I was just kind of staring at this non-moving stitch and I went, you're actually terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was a moment where I went, is this actually scarier than Alien Encounter? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do here. And just kind of like ran as fast as I could to the door to just be like, I need to clock out and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, on top of going to see Stitch's Great Escape, we actually went to the Carousel of Progress as well. And we got to oh go under, cause like obviously you can't really be behind Carousel of Progress cause it's like literally just like a giant circular the like theater. So we actually were literally under it and you could look up and see them like almost through the floor. Um, cool. And so, yeah, you could see like, you know, as it spins. Uh, but no, it was really cool though. Cause again, like you, you heard the soundtrack ever so slightly from down below and That's like so them cool. singing and stuff like that. But you like just seeing the animatronics move from like under and you're seeing all the, all the wires and everything going to work and doing what they're doing to make it move. And it, it, it was pretty cool. So Megan, uh, can you want to continue on with maybe some memories from you? Actually, Adam kind of inspired me a little bit to talk about uh, one I of my inspire. memories. <laughs> Adam inspires. Oh. I inspire now. <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 wait. Does he inspire you to go further into the <laughs> jungle? <laughs> yes! Yes! Jungle Cruise Skipper joke! I, I think consecutively between all four of us, I think that is just like a, a, a ride that we just love going on just for the puns. It is amazing. <laughs> can I can we just have an episode where we just recite the entire ride and all of its glorious puns? <laughs> I would love that so much. Oh, that would warm I my heart. <laughs> I love it when you could always run into a cast member who you swear you're like, you wanted to be a Jungle Crew skipper and instead you're working the mad teacups, but you're going to make this work for you, aren't you? She's yeah. <laughs> like, yep. And I went, good man, good man. So anyway, you were inspired, Megan. I was inspired. Uh, I was just going to say the amount of times uh, before we I continue, but uh, the amount of times that I have said, uh, get out. Sorry, pardon. Where are my manners? Please get out. Get out. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I've said that so many times. Adam can attest to that. <laughs> I love all like the self deprecating ones where they're just like, I can take care of these hippos guys. I'll scare them away. And then it's just like, 
I love you. I want you to meet my parents. I think I got it, guys. Yeah. Committed relationship. Yeah. yeah. Or I love the ones who are like, yeah, this this is what happens to you kids if you either like don't go to school or like go to get an arts degree or like get lost in it's a small world. <laughs> Those are my favorite. I used to tell kids that when I was working in fantasy land. I'm like, okay, now kids, make sure you don't lose your parents because if you do, we put you in it's a small world. And when you get too old, we make you a jungle cruise skipper. <laughs> Be like, okay. Yeah. yeah. The parents Done. are like, oh, really? Please. <laughs> no, no, don't lose your child, ma'am. Yeah. I think one of the best jokes I've heard, and it was near the end of the day, so I think the skipper was just doing whatever, but I read somewhere that it actually ties into something else with um, Skipper Canteen or um, Trader Sam's. I can't remember which one, but um, it got to the hippo part, and he's like, don't worry, I got this, guys. And he starts shooting into the air, and we're like, okay. And he's like, yeah, it's the ones in the trees you got to watch out for. <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> to this day, I'm like, that's the funniest thing I think I've ever heard because I wasn't expecting it. Picturing hippos in trees now, like. <laughs> okay. Megan, we keep interrupting your magic. Yeah, moments. sorry. Jungle Cruise happened. And oh, honestly, totally warranted interruption. I do not mind that one at all. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, as I was saying, Adam inspired me uh, by his comment, and I actually, I have a bit of a similar story. Uh, I was working at Hollywood Studios, and as you guys know, um, when uh, you do multiple programs, your health and safety or e-learning, some of it will actually transfer over to the next year because you're, you kind of like just come like a little bit under that year gap of having to like completely redo all the training, which is lovely because it cuts down the e-learning by like half. It's just amazing. But anyway, nonetheless, so uh, I was on yet my third program by this point. And so again, it was just like a, a refresher course to make sure I remembered what I learned two years ago. Um, and I flew through it and my trainer goes, well, that was pretty much supposed to be your entire day and you've done it in an hour. So we have time to kill and I can't do too much because then, you know, we don't have anything to do tomorrow. So, um, I, he was cross-trained uh, as well, just like Adam's coordinator was, um, or Adam's trainer. And so he was like, you know what, let's, uh, let's go take a walk. So we walked over to the Great Movie Ride. And this was before this was before park opening, so no guests are in the park yet. Um, they're doing a lot of the testing. Rest in peace, Great Movie Ride. Oh, I'm still crying about that to this day. I'm not over it yet. Yeah. <sighs> um, to me, in my mind, it still exists. It's still there. Um, nonetheless, anyway, so we went into Great Move Ride. They were testing the vehicles. And so we were able, or they were just about to test the vehicles. So they hadn't turned it on yet. Um, so he actually was able to let me walk on the track uh, throughout the Great Movie Ride. And it was just the most unreal experience. And then we actually ended up getting to sit on someone doing their training. Uh, so they were actually taking the vehicles, before, again, before anybody got on there, just so that they could, you know, get used to driving the vehicle and doing all the spiels and everything. So it was like a full ride through it. And it was literally just like me, my trainer, uh, the girl that was being trained and her trainer and it was the most glorious thing ever and super cool and I got to see lots of little backstage secrets of that ride and it was just the most fascinating thing ever and to this day it's still one of my favorite memories that I absolutely adore and love this trainer for letting me be able to do that. It was incredible. So jealous. 
so now, jealous. True or false? Because I I've had a couple friends who've done like backstage things of Great Movie Ride. Are the aliens from Alien Encounter? Not Alien Encounter. The alien scene. Are they more terrifying with the lights on? or with the stage lighting? Because I've heard they're actually more terrifying with the regular like house lights on as opposed to the stage lights. Did you get a chance to see that? So I saw, so the one off to the side that pops out like afterwards, because you see, when you're in the ride, you see the one that comes down from the ceiling first, if you're yeah. in kind of the front vehicles. Um, that one I think is more terrifying with the lights on, but the one off to the side, it's not that much because there's enough light on that one when it pops out on the side that it doesn't look as bad. So I, I'm kind of indifferent. Depends on which one you're talking about. The one, the one that comes out from the top, when you're actually like in the ride, it was like like strobe lights, like it yeah. like flashed. I see. So you don't really get like the full effect of it. So yeah, I can totally see it being like more terrifying when the lights are just on because then you're seeing it full full stop. Yeah. And it's just there. <laughs> and and yeah, the, not moving. Yeah, yeah. That scene is like the one scene where I will close my eyes during that. Like I can't. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Also, they just you'll you'll notice a recurring theme with most of my stories, just like terrifying and audio animatronics not moving. Just like <laughs> all the time. <laughs> when they don't move, oh, I'm scared. Because oh. I had to uh, uh to interrupt and, uh, and my apologies. Uh and I, I worked it's a small world and part of your training is after the park closes you have to put on the 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 rubber like the rubber vests and the the rubber overalls so you can go practice pushing boats for evacuations and so we did it after work and so you power disconnect like everything's turned off nothing's moving um and so you're just walking through in this like waist deep water in this very quiet giant show building with all of these animatronic dolls from around the world just like staring at you not moving at all and people like people like to make that ride terrifying to begin with and they're like isn't it so creepy and i'm like you have no idea <laughs> i think that ride honestly and i think i know adam will agree with me on this one i don't know if you guys have read the kingdom keeper books or not i think abby i think you might have i read the first one yeah okay that. so the very first book of kingdom keepers i'm not going to spoil the rest of the book but there's one scene in the kingdom keepers where it's it's, it's a disney after dark uh so you know, like everyone's gone and these kids are in the park and then all of a sudden and they're going through they're trying to find a clue and it's a small world and then everything comes to life and the dolls like come to life and they're trying to like attack them in the boat and oh so, god like, okay nope <laughs> yeah, yeah after that like i i still remember going on it with adam afterwards and we were like sitting in the boat like just staring at the dolls <laughs> being like oh dear god <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's some interesting things that happen in that building that are just mind baffling in some ways. And like some things that are like creepy and then some things that are just hilarious. Um, so like the, the second room, it's called the Asia room. Um, there's these like flying magic carpets on the top of the ceiling and it'll always be great like to look at the next time you go. The bottom of the magic carpets are actually beach towels from like Walmart. No like, way! Yeah, like one of them is in fact like, like I don't know if you guys remembered, like but this was like a very vivid memory from my 90s childhood of this like orange and purpley uh, beach towel that was all these stripes and on it was like the setting sun with a sailing boat on it and that's legit the the magic carpet is this like 1990s beach towel and you're just like okay <laughs> that's magical i think 
Um, or like my other favorite ones are the 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 dolls that like rotate in that circle and they'll like turn their bodies. It's actually bicycle tires. Oh my oh. god, <laughs> that's <laughs> cool. I know some of the ways that Small World is constructed. You just go, whoa. So yeah, I'd just like to say based on Abby's stories uh, during this podcast, I am going to get you a mannequin for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll watch me cry. <laughs> Honestly, drop no. and run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The 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 only thing I think was ever worse was uh, so when I was working uh, my programs, uh, Snow White Scary Adventure was still open. Oh God. Yeah. Um, and it was really funny because one of the um, the clock in and clock out areas for custodial was also with Snow White's area, and there's an, a section of it that used to be just the maintenance for the carts, and you could hear the show scene of when the huntsman's telling Snow White to run away when she goes into the forest and she screams and you could always hear people going through and like who got scared and who who didn't so in my naivety i was like oh well i know how this ride works that's fine i can handle this i'm i'm 19 i'm a adult gosh almighty and there was one night where i was just hanging out by, <laughs> by myself because i was like everyone else is working so i'll just keep you company and I went on it and I was like, yeah, I'm going to brave it out. I'm going to go by myself. And one of the people working there knew me was like, okay, Abby, you'll go by yourself. <laughs> and it was not like, oh, you're going to be in like a row by yourself or, oh, you're going to have a car by yourself. There were four cars ahead of me that had no guests on it. And there were four cars behind me with no guests on it. So I was completely alone going through every show scene. And it's something where you forget that like, when the evil queen turns around and she's the witch she's like a foot away from you and when you go into that forested area it like when there's no one else around for you to kind of like use as a buffer to stay calm it's terrifying and i know every single person heard me just screaming through the ride this is not a good idea i am not adult enough for this whoever decided to put me on this ride is a really mean person <laughs> Long story short, um, I get very scared real easily when it comes to different things. And that is the, the sub-theme of this episode. Abby gets scared real easy. <laughs> By anything that is an animatronic or mannequin type uh, figure. Or a person, yeah. you know, that's happened more than once. <laughs> well... I think we have just had some amazing memories between all and some scary ones at that. Um, I honestly, I don't know about you guys, I genuinely think that we need to have another episode like this because this yeah, was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. This is great. I loved it. I agree. All right. Absolutely. Well, I think we'll, what do you think? Shall we, shall we say see you real soon? I think so. All right. I, uh, I think my, my sign off for today will be an ode to, uh, to Tigger, TTFN. Ta-ta for now. And ski you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a fast pass for Soren. Can someone let me out? <laughs> Hate to miss it. Yeah, I would hate to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any questions, comments, or even if you have any suggestions on what you want to hear us talk about in our future episodes, please email us at DisneyCPM at gmail.com or you can check us out on Instagram at True North Disney. Feel free to subscribe to True North Disney on Spotify. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and have a very ice day.